Why Watch That is a podcast featuring the critic and referee who go head-to-head on a quest to discover the best movies and TV shows Hollywood has to offer. Expect the unexpected from the critic. Well, nothing gets past the ref. We do all the work. So you don't have to. Welcome Welcome to to Why Watch Watch That. The Why Watch That Talk. Oh my goodness, I wish we had some wonderful uh, music to play us on. (laughs) Okay, yeah, that was not beautiful music. But this is our annual check-in with the Oscars. Yes, this is Why Watch That's Reaction to the 2020 Oscars. Can you believe it, Critic? Um, I wish I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is I think this is number six or seven for us. Uh, mm-hmm. That we've been covering the Oscars. No, we Sixth. weren't. Six? I think mm-hmm. you're right. Yeah. We um, weren't physically there, but we were there in spirit. And we definitely <laughs> watched it. It's like, this has been like year two, I believe, that we've been hostless. Yeah. Yes, because last year, if you all remember... It was, we were on the track to have Kevin Hart and, Mm -hmm. you know, that did not work out for the Academy Mm -hmm. and they went hostless. So this year, for some weird reason, they went hostless again. (laughs) Well, it's because, you know why? It's because they don't want to hear it. Yeah. They don't want to hear it. Y'all got what y'all wanted. You don't want to hear what? Wait, what do you mean? They don't want to hear people criticizing their selections. No. They don't want to hear it. Whoever they pick, it's going to be a problem. So don't pick anybody. Well, then y'all got nothing to write on social media. It's really hard for to find a comedian who has offended no one. You, uh, that's kind of what comedians... It doesn't matter. They, doesn't they could, excuse it. doesn't excuse it. Do, it. Look, whatever comedian they find, someone will have a problem. Yes. So don't find one. <laughs> Although it was funny because this year, uh, listeners, if you got a chance to listen or if you didn't, uh, they started off the show with a number, of course, and we'll get to that in a second. But uh, Steve Martin and Chris Rock came out and basically they were like, we have the honor of not hosting this year. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was pretty funny. Um, but that's not why we're here. We're here to talk about the results of the 2020 Oscars. The show opened up with Janelle Monet doing this, you know, kind of Cab Calloway feel of a number and got the whole audience, you know, responding and calling. And, and, and we thought, and I thought, oh, whoa, here we go. This is, here we go. And then no host. <laughs> I just want everybody to rehearse. Okay. Well, let's talk about rehearsing this. Now, our list was a little different this year for the, uh, uh, at least acknowledging some of the movies that we enjoyed in 2019. And we may refer to that here and there. But to start us off, the only technical award, we are going to talk about the Academy's award for cinematography now remember last year i believe and i mean people took to twitter they were going to eliminate altogether um showing the cinematography 
award live. Mm-hmm. Now, it didn't mean that the Academy wasn't going to do it, but they were going to cut it. Right. Um, and, you know, maybe show the winner from the rehearsals or the commercials. Mm-hmm. And this, and, you know, that got shut down pretty fast. Yeah. So mm-hmm. they decided to show it this year again. So that's good. Yeah. Well, what do we have? Yeah, they kept all of those technical awards in. Um, I, you know, I don't have a problem with that. I have a problem with people who aren't rehearsed and then it takes forever. Cinematography. So for cinematography, <laughs> cinematography, the nominees of 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, The Irishman, Joker, and The Lighthouse. Ooh. And the winner is, of course, 1917. Yes, Roger Eakin, uh took it again. Yep. And rightfully so, don't you think? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, look at it. It, 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 look at the first take. It's like 80 yeah. minutes. It's just like, what they showed in, during the ceremony, you know. Yeah, that's true. That's right. Mm-hmm. Let's move on to the the uh, Academy's uh, winner for best original screen. Well, let's do the adapted best um, adapted screenplay. And the Academy reverses, or they don't mesh it together like we did um, for our Why Watch that they split up adapted and original. Mm-hmm. So this year they uh, nominated The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Little Women, The Two Popes, and of course Joker. And this was a slight surprise, maybe not, but they went with Jojo Rabbit. Taika Watiti took it home and he was very moved. Did you see like, he was very much moved and I, I really enjoyed his uh, acceptance speech. Yeah, I like Taika. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, writing for original screenplay, nominees. Marriage Story, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Parasite, Knives Out, and 1917. And the winner is Parasite. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. We, why so? Well, how, can they read in Korean? Ooh. That is interesting. Mm-hmm. So, and what I guess- reading? The, I guess the interesting conversation is, are we talking about, and I think, no, 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 we did talk about this, Critic, remember, mm-hmm. what is we see on the screen versus what we see on the page. Right. It's almost like Shakespeare. Do you, is it literature or is it a script? Yes. And, in and this, you know what they did, Ref, uh, during the segment, you know, they showed on the screen Yes. For the scenes they chose, they showed the, the script. So they, they had to show, of course, the English translation so we would know what was going on. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. I wonder how they're going to move forward with that. Um, interesting. Well, let's mm. move on to um, what the Academy, for the first time in the Academy's history, they have the same category but changed the category's name. Um, from foreign language film, best foreign language film, to best international feature film. And a lot of people were very, very happy about this. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got South Korea's Parasite, Spain's Pain and Glory, France's Les Miserables, Ooh. North Macedonia, <laughs> uh, Honeyland, and Poland's Corpus Christi. And Really, we all called it. It's really no surprise here. It went to Parasite. Yes. Mm-hmm. Parasite took it home for the best international feature. And 
I think everybody in the building was pretty much, you know, we knew that Bong Joon Ho would 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 take it home. Yeah, that that was obvious. Yeah. Uh, another obvious category for the winner, actor in a supporting role. Ooh. We had Tom Hanks for A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, Anthony Hopkins for The Two Popes, Al Pacino for The Irishman, Joe Pesci for The Irishman as well and Brad Pitt for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Brad Pitt wins it because they love Brad Pitt. Yeah, he swept this year. Mm-hmm. Completely swept. I um, am, a, you know that I love Brad Pitt. Yes, mm-hmm. I do too. Yeah. But what do you think about him winning for, <laughs> for this particular role? I don't know. I mean, I don't know why he's nominated outside of we like Brad Pitt. I mean, I, I get that. They can do whatever they want. It's their award. Now, is this about rewarding acting? It's not. I mean, we know it's not. Stop it. And when you see the clips in the shows, this is my thing. We were talking about this. They show these clips and you're kind of like, hmm. Because <laughs> you know who's going to win. I, I see it coming a mile away. It's like, did you see Anthony Hopkins clips? I mean, it's just like, come on. Come on, y'all. Did Joe Pesci, did you see that? <laughs> and then what I loved with the, for the screenplay, we're going back a bit, for The Irishman, they show one of the best scenes for the screenplay. That whole thing when it's like, you, you know. You, yes. You know. Like and then you see who wins, you're like, come on, y'all, you're doing yourselves a disservice. Stop it. But Brad, hey, I'm cool. Give Brad Pitt whatever you want to give. Well, okay, so can we pause with the Brad Pitt? I still have to go on record again and say, if you haven't seen Ed Astra, mm. and I think you got a chance to see it um, yeah. after I we talked about it. I think I'm really curious as to why they didn't um advocate for this film at all in fact he did hardly any press for it mm-hmm. and because they weren't going to nominate him for best for best actor for and lead he would have lost for sure yeah yeah they weren't going to do that that movie is not for most people yeah it's too slow it's cerebral sci-fi who wants to see it people are going to fall asleep like brad pitt knows his business he ain't no dummy no he isn't he did not campaign for that because mm-hmm. he knows what he's doing. And he's a cool, he's cool about it. He's like, okay, thank you for the award. <laughs> I'm cool with it, but y'all can't say this is about the best supporting acting performance of last year. Stop it. This was a tough category. This was hard. This was really, really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, actress in best actress in a supporting role. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, we've got the great Kathy Bates for Richard Jewell. We have the lovely Laura Dern for Marriage Story. Scarlett Johansson for Jojo Rabbit. She's coming up twice. We'll talk about her later. Florence Pugh for Little Women. And Margot Robbie for Bombshell. I was a little confused by this category. Mm. I um, Not because these actresses aren't great actresses. It's just I thought there would be other people here, but that's okay. Yeah. But who took it home, who's also swept this year, is Laura Dern for Marriage Story. And we actually chose her as well. Laura Dern gave one of the most gracious speaches. Um, it, had, it had a perfect amount of gratitude and thanks. But also, you know, she did make her point in that she honored her parents. 
And I thought that was very, very powerful. Her mother was really moved. And I think the whole audience was moved. Congratulations, Laura Dern. You really did deserve it. Yeah, and if you want to see Laura Dern with her mother, Diane Ladd, check out HBO's Enlightened. Oh, I didn't know her mom was in that. That she plays her mother. Oh, get out. Yes. Oh. It's so, it's, it's so, uh, you know, that's one of my favorite shows. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. I it's, enjoyed it. Yeah. Yes. Like, as a, it, like, what if you it watch again? it. Well, it's about a woman who tries to be enlightened, okay, after having a problem in the past. Oh, oh. But could she overcome this? So she has to go live with mom again. And mom is looking at her like, you need to get out. Oh. <laughs> okay. okay. And so, but she's enlightened. So what does it mean? Uh, this is a show that almost nobody saw. Uh-huh. It is, if you have HBO, it's available in the app, of course. I think it's just two seasons. Okay. If you, if you don't know Laura Dern, you will know her from Enlightened. That's when uh-huh. I fell in love with her. Gotcha. Um, so we're I, happy for her. We yeah. are very happy. Can I just say that if we're going to say, and you're, not about you, but if people are going to say, Ref, hey, this person should be nominated, this one should be... I would like them to also say who should not be nominated because there are five slots. So for instance, people are saying J-Lo should have been nominated for Hustlers. Okay, who are you taking out? Mm. Okay, I will tell you, if I would put somebody else in here, right? Let's see who we nominated, Ref. We nominated for Best Supporting Actress. Well, people didn't see the movies we saw. Yeah, but let's say Divine Joy Randolph, for instance, for Uh Dolan. Who would you take out? Florence. So looking here. Florence. Okay. So Florence. Mark Robbie. Either Robbie. of those. Yeah. Right? I could I could take out Scarlett Johansson. See, I'm not afraid to call it. Mm-hmm. So don't just say, oh, I think this person should be nominated. Tell us who shouldn't be. Okay. Little women, can I just say, and then we'll move on to um, actress in a leading role. Little women is an ensemble piece. I don't know why anybody's nominated for acting. Confusing. I am too. I, uh, other than, other than, you know, mm. the usual. Well, so is Bombshell. But at least, but Charlize Theron stands out. Because she had the most lines. Fine. Yeah. But like, you go, Megan Kelly, got it. I understand that. When you look at Little Women, you're like, you're not going, oh, Florence Pugh, did you see that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness, Sasha nailed it. I mean, Sasha was in Brooklyn. <laughs> That's what you nominate. Brooklyn the movie. Yeah, the listeners. movie. <laughs> yeah, she was sorry. literally in Brooklyn while everybody, everybody else was shooting. She was in Brooklyn. That is brilliant acting. If you can do that. <laughs> but that's what I'm It's like, if, if, if we're going to the acting, it has to be something where you go, oh, I look back and go, oh my goodness, that person in that movie. And Little Women, you, you think of the whole movie. <laughs> Well, it, you know, um, it was tough. It was a tough year for Best Supporting yeah. Actress. Uh, the males had a lot of things. Like, okay, if we were to really talk about that, why isn't Jonathan Lithgow in here? Mm-hmm. His well, brilliant work. Playing. Huh? It's because of who he's playing. Well, okay, but you have some, Taika playing Adolf Hitler. Mm-hmm. And he wins for the best screenplay. I, right. You know, so I mean, I don't know. You've but got he's not for no, acting. No, no, no. You see, no, no, he didn't no. get it for acting that no, role. No, no, no. We've yeah. got someone who won, who played a very despicable murderer, psychopathic murderer. Yeah. Worse than, arguably worse than, you know, maybe because he's real life. I don't know. But I, I That's think. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's not a real person who, you know, is recently 
gone. Like no, it, true. It's we political. digress. We digress. Yeah. Now, so, actress in a leading role. The nominee is Cynthia Revo for Harriet. We'll come back to Cynthia in a moment. Scarlett Johansson for Marriage Story. Saoirse Ronan for Little Women. Renee Zellweger for Judy and Charlize Theron for Bombshell. The winner is no surprise, Renee Zellweger for Judy, who yeah. we awarded as well for Why Watch That. Mm-hmm. Um, Cynthia Revo is a treasure. <laughs> Just watch the performance that she gave for the original song oh, wow. and compare it to everybody else. Who's Go that? ahead. Yeah. This woman is a professional. <laughs> and the thing is, you don't know how, a lot of people don't know how difficult what she did was to sing like that. Very difficult. And then she can act too. It's just like, okay, thank you. Scarlett Johansson, Marriage Story. I, again, I'll just say, watch her and Woody Allen films, Match Point and Scoop. And then watch Marriage Story and you'll see what I mean. Mm-hmm. Okay. We talked about Little Women. I talked about Charlize and and Renee. We talked about ad nauseum. Uh, so yeah, okay. I mean, Renee Zellweger, congratulations! You definitely um, earned that. You worked yes. really hard for it, as all the other actresses worked hard, but it showed on screen. Let's move on to another very um, no surprise uh, winner here. But let's go through the list. We have Antonio Banderas. Um, in Best Actor uh, in a Leading Role for his Pain and Glory work. We have Leonardo DiCaprio for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Adam Driver for Marriage Story, which I like the clip that they showed because they in the beginning for this year in the Oscars, they showed a montage of clips mm-hmm. and then they show, you know, the big moment of that, of the performance. And I, I liked what they chose there um, for him. Joaquin Phoenix for Joker and then Jonathan Price for The Two Popes. It is no surprise. Joaquin Phoenix has swept this year and really his buzz started in Venice and it just never stopped. Mm-hmm. It, no, actually, it didn't start in Venice. It started when they announced that he was playing. <laughs> you remember that? Yes, because it's all like, of course he is. Yes. He won the Oscar during his announcement. That he was playing Joker. Everyone the press release like, did it. Yes, it was the press release. Warner <laughs> Brothers was very strategic about that. And, you know, a lot of people don't know, and he was thanked tonight. Bradley Cooper is one of the producers of Joker. And it was rumored that earlier on he, you know, was in talks for that. Mm-hmm. Um, did the smart thing and said, no, this belongs to this particular person. Yeah. And they went with it. And you all know how I feel about Joker. And I'm so glad that me and the critic um, disagree. I love that because we don't do that. We, we used to disagree in the beginning and then we sort of, the older, and then where we, we meshed into like- More than one person. Yes, <laughs> yes. I know what he's thinking. And I would, so I'm so glad that we disagreed on that performance. Um, we both agree that it was not a boring performance, but to talk about his acceptance speech, um, when I say Joaquin swept, he swept literally. Um, he won the BAFTA um, last week or the week before. I think it was last week. Which is not easy for an American actor to do. They're very, I was going to say, that's not the right word. They're very, very 
um, protective. Yes, very protective about that. But it's undeniable that Joaquin was threw himself into that role. It, it was an undeniable performance, even for me. Um, yeah. But I am admiring Joaquin's speeches. Hmm. Now, I know you felt some of them were a little annoying that night. Some of the speeches tonight were a little more annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, for me, Joaquin didn't thank anybody. He didn't thank Warner Brothers. He didn't thank Todd Phillips. <laughs> he didn't thank Bradley Cooper. He thanked a no one. And I think his performance, he's allowed to do that. It's not like he won't be hired again. And he acknowledged that he's a difficult person or was a difficult person to work with. And the theme of second chances. But what I really liked Joaquin doing is that he does not do this often. If you don't know Joaquin Joaquin Phoenix, um, his last name should be familiar to some of the um, Gen Xers out there. Um, River Phoenix, who was probably crowned to be the next James Dean. He was a, yeah. or, or a Leonardo. He, he probably would have been as big as Leonardo DiCaprio because he was mm-hmm. a solid actor and very handsome and died very, very tragically. Yes. And yeah. Joaquin really doesn't talk about it in the interviews. And, you know, he's not, you know, going on about that tragic point. But tonight he ended his speech with a beautiful line um, from his brother who wrote a, a song and I thought it was such a powerful moment um, because he had an agenda to speak and he ended it with a great salute to his brother. So I thought mm-hmm. that was very, very yeah. special. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and just so if people are going, wait, River Phoenix, I don't know. What I would say is check out, it's a movie called Running on Empty. Yes, yeah, yeah. Check it out, yeah. yeah. Really promising, very, very mm-hmm. promising actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and now for directing. Oh, oh! I want you to talk about this fully because I know you will. Oh, okay. Martin Scorsese for The Irishman. (laughs) Quentin Tarantino for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Bong Joon-ho for Parasite. Sam Mendes for 1917. And Todd Phillips for Joker. And the winner is Bong Joon-ho for Parasite. Surprise winner, I Mm -hmm. think. Well, but you know, we're in a woke situation. Yeah. Okay. No offense to Bong. This is what I think may have happened. I think they screened the first hour of Parasite for everyone. Uh huh. That's that's what's making sense to me. Or screen the second. What <laughs> one of the halves? Now, th- these people in this room, when they mention Martin Scorsese twice, I believe in acceptance speeches. Yeah. A standing ovation. Oh my goodness, we love you. Sit down. If you didn't vote for him, just have a seat and stop it. Come on, y'all. If you really think he's so great, why don't you give him an award? It's, do you think he wasn't deserving? Now, some of them, oh, I just can't give it to Marty because, you know, and everybody calls him Marty. Yeah, I just can't give it to Marty because, you know, I just didn't think it was that good. Yeah, all right. You didn't watch it. You didn't watch it. So stop it. Quentin Tarantino and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Going in, Ref, this had all the buzz. People were saying, hey, this is an American movie about Hollywood. Let's award it. That didn't happen. No. Now, people are saying, where are all the female directors? So again, I say, who would you take out of the category? I would take Tarantino out. 
I would take Todd Phillips. Phillips can go as well, even though I enjoy Joker as an experience, I guess. Um, okay, you can take him out. And then who are we putting in? You could put in Marielle Heller. We nominated her. She's, wants, I, I can't believe they got shut out completely. Right, for a beautiful day. You, you could do that. Maybe Lulu Wong goes in. Maybe you give it to Greta Gerwig. Who knows? Okay. So, but who are you taking out? And, um... Look, I think Bong has a very strong aesthetic. Yes. It's very clear. He is an artist. I do appreciate that about him. I have no problem with him. It's just, I want somebody to literally sit down next to me and explain how the second half of the movie comes out of the first. If you can do that credibly, I will be quiet. Mm. Well, I think the favorite going in was Sam Mendes from his win with uh, the Golden Globes. Uh, and remember, 1917 entered the race very late and got a lot of traction. So Did he win the DGA award? I don't know. I'll have I to look it up. I think he might have. I, and listen, he made one flaw, Sam Mendes. We talked <laughs> about it. One flaw. If he didn't make two flaws, in my opinion. But if he didn't make those two flaws, to me, 1917, if it weren't for that middle lull, Yes. And maybe switch out the main actor. If it weren't for those two things, that would have been one of my favorite movies of the decade. Mm. I'll go Mm. on record to say that. Never quite had an experience with a war movie in the theater like that. I don't think ever. Well, he and Roger Deakins together, it's just... Yeah, it's a a two-punch. It's it's a a match made in heaven. Um, And he did win the Directors Guild Award. Um, so this was, it was a surprise, but it's just like when you put Scorsese with, uh, Thelma Shoemaker, his, uh, longtime editor. Yeah. There's some magic there. Yeah. Um, so, okay. Well, let's talk about, let's talk about the magic of the night. This is the Mm -hmm. award that everybody really anticipates and waits for. And this is the best picture award. And Mm -hmm. we have some usual suspects and some unusual suspects. (laughs) Uh, Ford v. Ferrari. The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, but no director. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Marriage Story, okay, Parasite, and 1917. The favorite going in did not, or maybe it was the favorite because it was the most critically acclaimed. But it went to, for the first time in South Korea's history, for the first time in a international f- feature film history, Parasite took the crown. Mm-hmm. Parasite won. Jane Fonda came out in her <laughs> red and throw, and she had a whole <laughs> thing happening. Yeah. Parasite took it home. It was a slight surprise, but not so much. We kind of, you could smell it happening with the traction it was having that night. Yeah. Um, yeah, once Bong, it won screenplay and director. Yeah, it, you just sort of know. Yeah, it's like, Bong okay. didn't did not speak. It was um, the lead producer, was very eloquent in establishing the fact that this was something that they were honored to have. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it kind of fell off the rails. Like, <laughs> they turned off the lights and 
ready to move on. They had a, a close up on Jane Fonda, and everybody in the crowd just started chanting, "Turn him up! Turn him up! Turn him up!" And so they turned it up. And I'm not sure who the other woman was, but she was mm. just well. Chatting. Actually, she she is has been someone who has been promoting a South Korean film, ah. uh, especially in Hollywood. So she's introduced Bong. Ah. really to the western world so that's who uh, she was because i actually saw an interview with her oh okay um so that's who that is um and look i have no problem with parasite with the people who made it i'm happy for them um it, it's just a question of what are you awarding and why that's just it now the oscars again they can do whatever they want like fine i do want to say though that I wish we would go back to five nominees in Best Picture. Mm. It's just too many. Just go back to five. We know why they did it. It's the woke stuff. I'm just telling y'all. Because they try to have more inclusion. But it's not working anyway. You may as well just go back to five. Go back to five. And let's just get it over with. Uh, I would like to say, Ref, because we're about to close, and you, you of course, are going to do that beautifully. Uh, some of the, of the moments in the ceremony that I want to point out, Maya Rudolph and Kristen Wiig, thank you for rehearsing, okay? Just go watch what they did together. I really enjoyed it. I do want to say, we talked about Cynthia Revo. I do also want to just call out Julia Louis-Dreyfus and Will Ferrell, thank you for rehearsing. It doesn't even have to make me laugh. I appreciate that you prepared. And I finally want to thank James Corden and Rebel Wilson for coming out as cats and doing that whole thing for visual effects. Bravo to both of you. Thank you for have, being good sports. It was my favorite moment of the night. Well, overall, the 2020 uh, Academy Awards uh, awards <laughs> were very much um, uh, there were some surprises. There were some not so much surprises. We do miss having a host. Um, but the speeches this year, some of them were extremely heartfelt and emotional and touching. And some of the, you know, presenters such as, <laughs> um, uh, Coleman <laughs> who came out and said last year was the best, the best night of her husband's life. <laughs> and she goes, and we have three kids, <laughs> but overall we thank the, um, everyone who participated this year we look so much forward to 2020's films and you know what i bet you when i watch that will be around next year to do the very same thanks for listening for additional resources Visit whywatchthat.com. Good idea, and we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and leave comments, feedback, and you can rate us on iTunes. We'll see you next week. See you.